Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about The Fountain? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. It's snowing. It is snowing. Accumulation. There's some snow on the grass. And yeah, the- and I went outside bundled to the nines i i had gloves a hat a scarf on and i walked outside and i was like i'm warm (laughs) yeah it's not super cold out no it's not it's nice yeah it's like a nice cold and this morning i was like freezing and so i got into the shower and i just like laid on the bottom of the shower like i do you know in the top part yeah let the shower go on me and then Bear was sitting on the, like, he, like, the back of the toilet. He, like, sat on the back of the toilet. And he kept reaching over and, like, like putting his hot, like, his little paw on my head. Like. That's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. He's like, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> he was like, I think, I had, like, my head, like, I had my head um, peeked out of the shower, you know. So I was, like, in the shower, but, like, my head was out. And he was like putting like his claws into my hair as if he was like, Human, lift your head. (laughs) He was trying to rescue you. (laughs) He's like, Are you okay, (laughs) Human? Do you need rescuing? Rescue 911. Rescue 911. (laughs) (laughs) Hear the whistle. What is that? Bob's Burgers. Oh. (laughs) I thought you were making that up as you did it, and I was so impressed. No, no. No, it's from Bob's Burgers. Please. Because I watch that show all the time. Yeah. It's the episode where the kid, the Bob and Linda go to this like loft at like 10 p.m., like a loft party. And the kids are with a babysitter and the babysitter drove her cousin, her hot cousin's ice cream truck. And they're like, well, we have to go sit out in the ice cream truck. We will never have this opportunity. And like their babysitter is like a total pushover. And they end up it's like freezing outside and so they end up like the car ends up not being able to move because it's super icy and so they had to go to where the hot cousin works because she calls him her hot cousin she's like i have a lot of cousins this one just happens to be the hot one and it's a strip club so he's at least he's like dressed as like a a pilot or whatever so then like Tina approaches one of the dancers and she thinks he's a cop and she's like officer officer we need help and he's just like I'm you know I'm not here for that whatever and, and she realizes later and so the song that they sing at the end is Nes- rescue 9 buns <laughs> rescue 9 buns <laughs> yeah and the strip club's called pickles pickles mm-hmm. is they it- also sell pickles there oh okay mm-hmm. interesting pickles are delicious apparently they are delicious yeah I love pickles yeah <laughs> not sweet pickles though sweet pickles are gross oh i love sweet i pickles. like dill pickles i love i like all kinds of pickles yeah 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 so anyway how's your week let's go how's your thanksgiving it was fine yeah. uh I have, my mom makes my mom makes squash and i love squash and she makes stuffing every year at thanksgiving and it's so good so every year i need to have squash and i need to have stuffing and then i'm happy i'm a happy chick uh she makes squash other times too it's like a fall thing but it's my favorite i love it it's the best oh my god have you ever had the butternut squash soup at panera 
Uh, no, I haven't. Um, it is thebomb.com. Like, it is so good. I look forward to it all year. And I don't even like soup, but I like it's it's like sweet, but it's like savory. Oh, it's it's really good. <laughs> you should try Maybe it. Maybe I should try it. You should. And I they sell it at like Meyer too. Like so. squash soup doesn't sound good to me, but <laughs> it's I mean it's it's you know like it looks like tomato soup, like a consistency with tomato okay. soup. So it's not sure. like chunky or anything. It's totally it's totally smooth. Well, that's what that's. I feel like chunky would sound better. Like that's what. Oh, I, see, I think that sounds worse. Oh, <laughs> anyway, like, I don't know. I love it. I love my my mom makes some. Um, it's called buttercup squash. Oh. And um, she puts like butter and brown sugar in it. She she cooks it in the oven. That sounds good. And then she puts butter and brown. So it's more like a dessert than right. a, a like a vegetable dish, but it's so good. I look forward to squash season every year and she always sends me home with a bunch of squash so <laughs> i love it yeah so i i had some today for my brunch <laughs> yummy yeah so anyway it was yeah. good it was good it was you know it's i like thanksgiving because you just eat you know yeah i know uh, you just hang out yeah yeah how 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 was your week well I mean, I didn't do anything for Thanksgiving because unfortunately I had a medical issue that popped up that I'm not going to get into it, but <laughs> for those who are close to me, they know exactly what I'm talking about because I do talk to, <laughs> I do tell people who are close to me about it, but not strangers for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately I missed Thanksgiving, but I... I had a fine time. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling like I'd missed out or was left out or anything or was feeling like sad or upset about it. So it was, you know, I just hung out at home and watched some TV and watched, um, <clears throat> well, I wouldn't say watched. I would, I would use that term loosely. I put on the woman in black too, because I'd seen the first one and it was garbage. So I wanted to see if the second one was just as garbage. And from what like, I remember, she wore my- black again <laughs> and they made a movie about it. Um, it's it takes place in this like old, like huge old like mansion in this like really isolated part of England. And it's like the first one is with Daniel Radcliffe, actually. And it takes place in like the early 1900s, like late 1800s. And he's like a doctor. And then this and that one. <clears throat> it had a lot of promise but they kept showing the woman in black and i was like this is what takes away like like stop showing me these ghosts just like hint at it you know what i mean like i don't like i don't need it in front of me because it's not scary then anymore you know right. what i mean uh-huh. um and the second one was about these kids that were uh living through world war ii and they were being taken somewhere to like keep them safe and basically, like, everyone started dying off in these just, like, really, like, sad ways. Like, this one kid had wandered. Because, like, they're, like, near the sea and, like, wandered near the sea and, I guess, got caught in, like, high tide and, like, drowned. And, like, it was just stuff like that. Jeez. And, <clears throat> yeah, so it was really, like, it was very sad. And I, <laughs> again, I wouldn't say I watched it. <laughs> but from what I saw, it seemed like it was actually better than the first one. Oh, yeah so I was kind I was kind of it wasn't like like it seemed like it was maybe a better director or something um but only in the way that like 
like Friday the 13th part two is slightly better than Friday the 13th part one. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that it's like, eh. <laughs> it's not James Wan at least. <laughs> Maybe she would be a happier ghost if she incorporated color into her wardrobe. You know, she, I know. And I suggested that to her and she was like, no. <laughs> Whoa. I know. He's a like, good singer. Right drama queen <laughs> just don't kill me whatever <laughs> anyway <laughs> so blase about it <laughs> mike and i watched uh, a really cute movie called the secret world of arietti it's a studio oh, oh, yeah, movie i, that. I, I think in japan that. it's just called arietti but mike has like this big studio ghibli box set dvd collection so we watched them sometimes and it was so good was it it was so cute um but don't let cute dissuade you it was worth watching like it was really good and probably one of my top ghibli movies now um really? i really like spirited away uh and arietti is like right there with spirited away but they're very different um but yeah so i highly recommend it it's it's really cute um and Saoirse Ronan did the voice and Tom Holland. Uh-huh. And uh, there's multiple English versions. The version he had has them. But there's an, another English version with Amy Poehler and Will Arnett. Oh, really? So I don't know where really? to see that one. But the one he had has I think I'd rather watch a the British, Saoirse Ronan. Than yeah, it has a British cast. And it was very, it was very good. And I love the animation and the sound. Like, the sound effects were really good. And it was... It was a fun story, and so two thumbs up. Yeah, that, I wanted to see that. I, whenever I think of like Amy Poehler and Will Arnett together, I always think of that scene in Arrested Development where she's like, "I'm in love with your brother-in-law," and he's like, "You're in love with your own brother," and she's like, "No, I'm in love with your sister's husband," and he's like, "That's Michael. <laughs> You're in love with my brother." She's like, no, I'm in love with the man that your your sister is married to. And he, like, doesn't understand. And she's like, so I'm, anyway, I'm leaving. I'm leaving to go into the military. And he's like, to be with your own brother? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that show. Anyway, so I couldn't, I don't think I'd be able to take them, like, seriously, you know, because they're always, they're just very, I mean, I, I just have not seen I've seen Will Arnett actually in a lot more serious stuff than I've seen Amy Poehler in. Like, well, it's a cartoon, so you're just hearing their voices. That's true. That's true. Because um, Bojack Horseman is pretty, it's got some pretty dark moments. I've talked about it before, but yeah, for sure. Um, I watched Dorian Gray and watched, I say that term loosely, again. That was with uh, Ben Barnes and Colin Firth, Rebecca Hall. And um, I wasn't really paying attention, so I don't really know. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that's good. It's good. From what I noticed, it seemed like it was similar to the book. Um, the only thing I didn't like is that the, like, painting moved. And I hate when they do that because I'm like, it's a fucking painting. Like, I get that, like, the painting is changing and aging so that he's staying immortal. But the painting's not going to move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess it's an enchanted painting, so it's true. But Like the head or... moved or something? Yeah, like he was like, like the, was like moving slowly, like in the painting. Like it felt very like Harry Potter-ish. And I was just like, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm, like, because in the book, 
it's just like it changes but it doesn't move you know what i mean no i think that 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 makes sense i think that would annoy me too because like part of the mysticalness of it mystic mysticism of it is that you like look at it and suddenly it's aging instead of you're like oh i can see it moving like that wouldn't be as yeah well and it's also it's not alive you know it's not like aware it's It's not enchanted yeah yeah i mean it's the i i read somewhere in this really really ticked me off because I was like okay this is wrong information but someone I was reading something about like Faustian deals like I was curious as to like what movies had them in there is that like deals with the devil mm-hmm. okay and so um they were like Dorian Gray made a Faustian deal and I was like okay no he didn't <laughs> like no he didn't literally all that happened is that everyone was obsessed with him and then his friend painted a painting of him and he goes oh and he he's super dramatic and like he's just like inflamboyant he throws himself on a chaise lounge and he goes oh if only the painting were to age while I <laughs> age while I stay the same and then like that's what happened it was that was it that was it was just like a really but does it have to be a deal with the devil specifically or can it just be like no it had to be like a deal oh, okay with the devil specifically. okay so i was just, i was just curious as to what i yeah but and i i was like excuse me first of all never underestimate the drama of dorian <laughs> like he's such a drama queen and yeah so interesting anyway. I was like, did you read the book? No, you didn't, clearly, because that is wrong. <laughs> I got so annoyed. I was like, if you're going to say it, you might as well say it right. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like this, yeah. Ugh. It's like the, it's like that rumor that was spread over the internet about like eating spiders at night when you're asleep. You know, like eat six spiders a year. Like I mean, that's you could total... have said anything, anything in the world. And why did you have to bring that up? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, so gross. Well, it's not. I don't. It's not true. It's a rumor. I. It's still like gross. I don't. You don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about spiders. I'm glad it's a rumor, though. I didn't actually know it was a rumor. Yeah, it was like the woman who started it was doing a like a like a um like a test or like a not a test was it an experiment oh, okay to see how fast rumors could spread on the internet and then everyone thought it was real but how could how do you know that that's not a rumor i don't oh, <laughs> just keeps going round and round rumorception <laughs> no i um i'm glad that's a rumor because i don't like spiders but no, i don't either yeah i don't that's fine <laughs> like yesterday i found two stink bugs on my um like curtains and i have no idea where they currently are so i have to burn my apartment down now yeah they i like stink bugs are weird because they seem to go dormant for a while and then all of a sudden they'll just show up like in the dead of winter i'll be like where were you but then they're they're like groggy yeah they don't really know they're like well dude if i knew i would tell you but i don't like they fly but like not really yeah they're really easy to catch yeah yeah i just like i usually get like a piece of paper and i let it crawl on the paper and then i shake it outside oh i put um i put a cup over it and i let it like go into the cup and then i put like a tupperware top over it and then i just put it outside and i go and I just leave it there. And oh, I yeah. I forget about it for months at a time. <laughs> One time, uh, so like in the middle, I might have told the story before, but in the middle of the night, if I have to get up and go to the bathroom, I don't put my glasses on because 
like my bathroom's right by my bedroom. So in the middle of the night once, and I have a little nightlight in my bathroom because I don't, you know, like I don't want to be pitch black in there. And so I walked in and I looked in the sink and I just saw this like black thing in the sink and I didn't have my glasses on and I got freaked out. I'm like, there's a giant spider in my sink. It's the middle of the night. I don't know what to do. So I like put my glasses on and it was just a stink bug. And I was like, oh, geez, just a stink. Okay. It's just a stink bug. So then I had to like corral it into a cup because it was in the sink. So you can't like easily. And then I like set it free, but they are so, they're so startling because they're big. Yeah. They're huge. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, and the thing is that they're like approximately like the shapeish of like a bed bug. So the first time I saw one, I was like, <gasps> and then I'm like, oh god. Oh, no, I didn't know not. bed bugs were that big. No, they're not. Oh, they're, okay. they're not the size. They're like the shapeish. Like oh, they're roundish, okay. kind of like that. Okay. So the first, no, bed bugs are much, much. That's what bad. I was gonna say. I was like, and geez. they have been gone since 2018. Thank you, bed bug free since July 23, 2018. <laughs> actually july 20th that was a horrible ordeal it was horrible it was horrible i just and i don't know if i told you this but i just this year stopped like feeling anxious and paranoid about them yeah just this year and it's been since 2018 no i believe it yeah it was like i mean it's like several times within the past couple years i mean you know i would text you like five in the morning being like i'm flipping out i think i saw something i feel like i have i have bites all over me like oh my god it was and it was like nothing was there they were only there for a month but that (laughs) like the thing is it's not even the bugs it's the psycho well it is the bugs but it's the psychological part of it that makes like everything just 10 times worse is that you're like yeah, well, in in the fact that they don't behave like normal insects, where you yeah. can't just like bug bomb it and they're dead, like it they take so it's so hard to kill them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, and then it can spread to your neighbors, and it's just like the whole thing is just so costly and time consuming and scary and awful. And but you're done with that. You're through it now. Yeah, you made it through the wilderness. I made it through. <laughs> yeah no I, bugs are that's why i like winter well that's a very very small fraction of the reason why i like winter but you know the bugs it's not bug season for us yeah. in michigan at least it's not it's nice to not get attacked by mosquitoes when yeah. you just step outside they're like she's out attack <laughs> i'm like oh god no please oh geez <sighs> yeah anyway you ready to talk about the movie? All right, let's do it. Okay, so this has been recommended to us by my friend Shadow. So thank you so much, Shadow. Yes, and, thank uh, you, Shadow. Yeah, and he and I like to, um, I think I've talked about, I mentioned it before, but we like to be like, hey, I just watched this like really fucked up movie. You should watch it. And then we'll like watch it and be like, that was really fucked up, but I liked it. You should watch this really fucked up movie. I just watched <laughs> Didn't he watch movie. Holy Motors? You told him he should watch Holy Motors. Shadow is a trooper because you're like, yeah, Shadow, you're out there. You're listening to us. I would hope since you asked us to do this, (laughs) you are a trooper, you know? And uh, yeah, I've met him a couple times at Uh the meetup groups and him and Sparrow, Sparrow's wife, right? Uh They're very fun. Hi, Sparrow. Yeah. (laughs) This is one of Sparrow's or sorry. This is one of Shadow's favorite movies. So now we're going to talk about it. 
So the fountain is about this guy whose wife is uh, dying slowly from a brain tumor, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and she, mm-hmm. she wrote a, a book called The Fountain, and she wants him That's to finish. That's the title of the movie. Oh my, oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so she Sorry, wants keep him going. to finish this book, and it's basically about him going through the grief of, you know, like knowing that she's sick and then uh, losing her. So um, with many different layers to it. So what did you think of the movie? Um, it's, the movie is so multi-layered. It's hard for me to form one single opinion. I think overall, looking at it as a whole piece, I enjoyed it. Um, wow. That is not the response I expected. I thought you were not going to like it. I didn't love it. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it, but I found some parts to be pretty ridiculous and I think it takes itself a little bit too seriously. And there's a scene, I have to tell you, early on, there's this intense surgery scene. And then you find out that they're um, doing surgery on a, on a monkey. And I almost <laughs> laughed out loud. Cause, and I was like, what am I watching? This movie <laughs> is ridiculous. But it's not done for comedy, but it should be right. because right. it was really over the top. And oh then, yeah, because I thought they were I was like, I was like, well, you better go to Donovan. But then when they kept like saying they're like, we're gonna have to euthanize him, I was like, this does not seem well, ethically right. Like, I, I thought <laughs> I agree with you, but I just thought it was like a future like sometime like 10 minutes in the future where like euthanasia is just socially i don't know you know like i thought it was just like a futuristic but not futuristic like oh it's 2045 and you know right anyway right. uh so i i agree that i thought that was weird wording but then i also was like i don't know maybe he has like a thing in his will that he doesn't want to be resuscitated or and then it's revealed it's a monkey. And I was like, no, my gosh, what am I watching? <laughs> I know. So I think that there is a ridiculous factor in this movie that I, it was hard for me to get around. But I, there are moments that I enjoyed. And overall, overall, I think I get the basic message of the movie. And there's like a fantastical element that I'm not quite sure I understand. And there's some other opinions about it that we'll get into. Um, but I think as a whole, I enjoyed it more than I thought, but that doesn't mean that I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> Is this your first time watching it? No, I saw it once. I saw it when it first came out years ago. When Same did it here. come out? Like 2006. Okay. That's when I saw it. And I remember so thinking I was like 19. Okay. Yeah. I was, well, I was like in my twenties, but I was like, I remember thinking that it was just bonkers and I was like, with this, like, I think this movie, you know how people say like, oh, if you play Dark Side of the Moon and watch Wizard of Oz, probably while high, it like syncs up. And I think like <laughs> you could just get high and watch this movie and it would probably be like, oh, I know what the universe means, <laughs> you know, like that's what it seems. It seems like a peyote fever dream to me. Yeah, like, yeah. That's... So, I could see being on like LSD and watching that and being like, whoa. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'd say it was a good movie, but I did I didn't hate watching it all the way through. Okay. Because there were some things in it that sort of salvaged other things for me. How, what what about you? 
Um, I think I feel pretty much the same way. I wouldn't say that I hated it. I wouldn't say I loved it either. Um, I felt I didn't really like Hugh Jackman's character. I really liked Isabel. I first of all, I love Rachel Weisz. So that like I've been in love with her since I saw the mommy. You know what I mean? <laughs> she's she's great. I love her. Um I I I like Hugh Jackman um as an actor. I think he's great, but I found his character to be like kind of annoying. Insufferable. Yes. Like yeah. he was just like like first of all, like your wife is dying. You know she's dying. And all she wants to do is go for a walk with you on a wind like go for fucking 20 minutes it's cold outside anyway it's not gonna be that long but like just spend time with your wife you know and he was so wrapped up with trying to cure her that I was like you're you're gonna end up wasting all the time that she has left with trying to like you know what I mean like if I I I also get where he's coming from I'm not saying like I totally think that he was in the wrong here i get that he's he's scared because his wife is dying and he has the tools to potentially save her but at the same time it was just like it was things like snapping at her that i was like okay you know what like are you gonna look back at that moment when you snapped at your wife for wanting to go for a fucking walk and are you gonna feel proud of that after your wife passes away like you know <laughs> i know i i actually that's something that i was gonna talk at length about so we'll get back to it when you're right but right. yes I, I agree with you yeah like it was just it was things like that where i i was i i empathized with him but i did not i would not say that i liked tommy at all i i would say that i i just he really irritated me on a lot of levels and I thought that the focus was too much on him and I think that if they had made him a kinder more like passionate and warm individual then I would be I think more on board with this movie yeah but because he was so annoying and insufferable I was like okay <laughs> you know like all right let's let's get going here what's happening you know so um and i found that if the movie i found myself very intrigued by the conquistador storyline and i actually think if that had been the whole movie i would have liked it a lot better because i thought it was very interesting a guy a conquistador he's in love with his queen and she's like, if you find this fountain, this this fountain of youth, or, you know, she doesn't say it, but this fountain of immortality, you and I will live as Adam and Eve in this garden of Eden. And I was like, fuck, yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is really cool and interesting. And then, you know, they're, they're running into like the Mayan people and whatever. And, and so it, it's just like, there was like a layer of like religion and like mythology to it that I liked. But the parts that were in the present time, I just wasn't as interested in, you know? Yeah. I I feel, oddly and surprisingly, I feel kind of opposite. <laughs> really? But I don't disagree with you because I, I think that in my knowledge of movies, I don't know if there's been many movies made about the Spanish Inquisition that I've seen at least. So The only one I can think of is 
um, History of the World Part One. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's Inquisition. Here we go. I bet you wishing that we go away. The Inquisition's here. We're here to stay. <laughs> um, I've seen that movie <laughs> many times. You can tell. So I, I think that it was it was an interesting part of the story, just how it takes place in the Inquisition and. And I think that would be interesting to like really expand that storyline and and have all those things just take up the movie, you know, like the Inquisition and him going and finding it. Um, but I think one of the reasons it one of the reasons it did turn for me was because of the modern day story. Like that's one of the reasons why I didn't think the whole movie was ridiculous because it. I want to talk a lot about what you just said because I agree with you and I and I think I had a, a slightly different take on it. Well, I didn't, but I did. Okay. So Tommy, Hugh Jackman's character in the modern time is named Tommy and like I didn't like I wish that they just called him Tom. I know that that's Yeah, weird, I didn't but... like Tommy. <laughs> it's so funny that you say that because I like I I felt really um not not like shallow but I felt like it was a stupid thing to focus on but I was totally like I was like Tommy I'm like what is he five years old like well and her name in that modern time is Izzy so it's Tommy and Izzy like uh yeah like and I can see Tom Izzy, and Izzy that's but better like, yeah like Izzy I can see mm -hmm. but like for an adult woman but tommy is like so it's just so childish yeah sounding, or you know? like give him like an east coast accent or something right you know but um anyway so like a boston one yeah you know i'm walking like, here oh no that's new york <laughs> like <Whatever>. tommy <laughs> tommy tommy uh anyway so um so basically izzy is dying as you've said and he's like a, a doctor or research base. Oh, also one thing I wanted to say is that if this movie is a cautionary tale at all, it's don't date and or marry a doctor because they are insufferable. Like, yeah, they won't ever comfort you. They'll just always try to fix you. Right. So See, that's like, that's my, I mean, I wouldn't date a doctor anyway because their schedules are so crazy. Well, yeah. That would drive me nuts. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, you have to leave again for surgery whatever fine mm -hmm. yeah You're, well like all that <laughs> like, I, I also watch the incredible like huh, incredibles they're like honey where's my suit <laughs> like, it's for the greater good honey i'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get <laughs> exactly what it feels like yeah so <laughs> i'm on fire today with the quotes <laughs> so izzy is is dying she's in like the last stages of mm -hmm. fatal a fatal tumor or cancer. I think it's a tumor, right? Like you yeah, said. Tumor, yeah. And he's just like hell bent on finding a cure and finding a way to shrink the tumor. And I get that. But he's so hell bent that he's missing all this time with her. And I yeah. liked that aspect of the story because I think we're all guilty of that. Wait, you did like it? I liked it because I didn't like I didn't like it, but I liked the how it was portrayed in the movie because I think that that's something we're all guilty of like like we're not like we're not dying of brain tumors but we do all only have a certain amount of time with everyone in our lives mm -hmm. and i think we waste it a lot like 
I was thinking about it and I don't know, maybe this is weird, but I'm going to talk about it. So like this fall, my uncle died really unexpectedly and I've never dealt with an unexpected sudden death before. Like I was, my grandparents passed away, but they were ill. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying like, I'm not suggesting that any death is better than another death, but I've never had to deal with like somebody being alive and then son like dying. Oh yeah. And it's, it's shocking. It is. It's very shocking. And it's something that like, I would never wish illness on people, but my grandparents were all, all four of them were all ill before they passed away. So we knew it was coming and that's not better, but it is different than when anyway, somebody dies unexpectedly. And my dad, I was, um, recently I was at my parents' house and my dad, we were kind of talking about it because it was my dad's brother. And my dad was saying like, I'm just really glad that I didn't put off visiting him ever because he lived in South Carolina and we live in Michigan, obviously. And, and I was thinking about how, thank God this, this wasn't the case, but like, it, it's very possible that like last year during COVID, especially people put off seeing people, you know, and, and I'm glad that my parents didn't have a plan to see my uncle and then canceled it because of COVID that didn't happen. That was never part of the thing. So I don't have that regret, but my, I, was just, I was just like struck by my dad saying that, like, oh, I'm really glad that I never put off visiting him. Like he went down when my uncle had like knee replacement surgery and stayed with him for a couple of weeks and multiple times, two times at least. It's multiple. Just visited him. Yeah. And they, they would visit a lot. And, and I think that that that's, those scenes in the fountain really stuck out to me because like you said very well that he had all this time with his wife and he just was just like wasting it. Yeah. And you never realize how much time you have with someone until you don't have any time with them anymore. And, and so that's one of the reasons why the fountain, like I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, because I, I think that those scenes are really powerful. I agree with you. Like Tommy's a terrible character because watching it like Like, from the outside outside, looking in watching it you're like man your wife she you know it's fatal you're not gonna save her and i think he even knew he wasn't gonna save her but he just wouldn't give up and it's like like, time with her like he had like the hint of a possibility like it was like it's like when you can't think of a word and it's on the tip of your tongue and you're like i know i know what it is but i can't think of it it's like that's kind of what he had he had like this cure like just barely in the grasp of his hands and and it was it just was the timing was really terrible you know yeah yeah she died like right when they had the breakthrough yeah and then like the ellen burston's character was like oh hey the uh, tumor's starting to shrink and he was like cool great the my tumor in the died. in the monkey yeah great. Great. yeah <laughs> so like, i i think that those my wife are- just died and you told me that's <laughs> like cool <laughs> you know yeah it's just powerful, I think, because I, I think in varying degrees, we all do that. Like, we take time for granted. And I, and I really liked that small aspect of the movie because I, I think, yeah, people may not, like, people may not have a fatal illness. Like, you know, they may live a long, full life. But I mean, like, there are some people, like, even if you live 70 years with them, like, it's still not enough time you know i don't know i thought that that was interesting yeah and i i also think like part of the reason that tommy drove me so crazy and why i think he was so insufferable was because izzy was sort of ready like she had 
accepted her fate and that there's varying degrees like I don't know if I like that I think it's kind of a cinematic thing to be like I'm ready to go because I don't know if I would like that would be also heartbreaking if somebody you loved was like no I'm ready to go I'd be like you're ready to go like you're gonna leave me here and you're cool with it or right. you're ready to go you don't there's nothing else you want to experience so that that I think is like movie-fied a little bit um I'm sure that there are some people who are like I don't want to get into that, but I thought it was movie-fied and a little romanticized how she was like, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine. I'm okay passing on. And But she kept trying to just like eke out these last like moments with him and he would just like blow her off. Over I know. And over it ugh, drove me nuts. And, and that was, um, and then obviously later in the, or in the movie when, I don't, when he's like in the bubble floating through space, like he's, the guilt about blowing her off is is haunting him you know so it does come back to haunt him a little bit but i i don't know that's that's why i liked the modern scenes because i thought that hidden in sort of a ridiculous overdramatic movie was kind of an interesting message yeah yeah um i actually kind of like the whole trope of like i'm ready I'm ready to go. I, I and I do think it is romanticized in a way, like romanticizing death. I don't really mind it so much, and I kind of liked her whole thing where she was at the museum and she had the seizure, and she's like, she's like, you don't understand. When I when I had the seizure, I felt so full. I felt like I was be, I was held, and I think it was like, and he's like, well, I was holding you, but I mean, I don't think she meant by him you know and and so um but you're right i him blowing her off constantly was so aggravating it's like it's like take some time off of work like what your boss said take some time off of work and spend time with your wife who's dying like it's you i mean at the same time I totally get where he's coming from because again he does have this cure like within grasp and it's and it's frustratingly slow for these uh you know these results to come about and of course the results of like the growth shrinking of the tumor um came too slow which was totally movie-fied too because like how does you know, like that doesn't yeah like, I, I would i would understand that happening maybe like months after she passes away you know but like it being like tommy we found the carrot shrinking yeah. and he's like oh boss ellen burston whose character name i can't remember <laughs> my wife just passed away two yeah minutes ago like the moment she passes away he like he he gets pushed out into the hallway because they're trying to resuscitate her and can't and his boss comes to the hospital to tell him that the the, yeah. the tumor in the monkey is shrinking and uh, yeah that is really like very yeah, yeah. I, I i mean i get that it's a movie and that that's just one of those things where it's part of what makes movies so entertaining is that things happen like ironically at like you know the moment when we don't need it anymore um but <laughs> it's still so it's still so like oh well that's convenient yeah <laughs> you know, like thank you thank you for letting me know um but i i like that she wanted to be buried at her farm I yeah that was kind of sweet and and sad and melancholy but also 
I think that to me it seemed like Izzy wanted to be like given back to the earth. Yeah, I liked the concept of her wanting like a tree buried over her or yeah. planted over her. And I thought that that was very like poetic. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I, and you know, I, she was, I think she was so much more of an interesting character. And I think that we got a lot less of her than we deserved. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like there was so much focus on Tommy. And I was like, how about you shift like 50% of the focus to Izzy because I thought she was interesting. And I was like, what, what is it about her wanting to, to write about Zabalba? Is it Zabalba? Zabalba. I thought it was Shabalba. Shabalba. Yeah. Okay. No, I just want to, (laughs) no, it's like Z-I-B-A-L-B-A. Shabalba. You know, she wanted to write about the Mayans. Shabalba and the um Gibalba with an x yeah and the spanish conquistadors and it's like what about these things made her gravitate towards them so much as she wanted to write a book about it you know what i mean but we don't find that out because the entire thing is focused on this annoying tommy character you know yeah well i did have a question for you um so I think the movie can be taken one of two ways and I'm not really sure which way I fall. I kind of see both of them. So number one, um, Hugh Jackman's character as the conquistador found the fountain of life, fountain of youth, the fountain of youth, the tree of life. And now him and Isabel played by Rachel Weiss are just constantly reincarnated and finding each other and over and over and over again. Or, it's the conquistador is just the story she's writing and it's just a way of him getting through grief to finish the book and like he was never a conquistador it was just part of the story but their story or their like legacy will last generations you know like what because i was i was actually i was actually laughing because I was like, she kind of gets a raw deal because he gets to live forever and she becomes a tree. Uh, and yeah. so I thought that was kind of a shitty deal for her. Like, I found the fountain well, of youth, but guess what? <laughs> You're becoming a tree and I'm going to eat pieces of the bark. And I have more to say about that. As, yeah, I thought... What do you think? Like, how do you feel? What What is the movie? Is the movie it really happened or is the movie just his way of like, dealing with the grief i think that the conquistador and the like trip to shibalba was all part of his grief okay i don't think that really happened i think that that was um just him dealing with her death you know and and his and now combined with his grief of like the what if you know like what if i could have saved her Mm-hmm. What if we had done this procedure, even though we didn't know what would happen, you know, um, although part of me wonders because they do the bark that was given to Donovan in the beginning from that tree. Yeah. Like had helped him. So and they were saying, oh, it's like he's not aging. He's growing younger. or His brain is, you know, his brain is more um, synaptic activity and whatever. And, uh, so, but to me, there wasn't a strong enough connection between 
like Isabel as a tree or yeah as the tree versus the, the bark that they gave Donovan you know what I mean oh sure I like get there's what you're not like to yeah. me that's a very um like a very shallow connect like it's hanging on by a thread yeah and if it's just slightly pulled it's gonna snap you know what I mean so actually now that I'm thinking about this and I didn't think of this while I was watching the movie but because she didn't write the end so I'm guessing that she wrote up to the part where uh Tomas got stabbed by the Mayan and then she passed away that's what I'm assuming and then he wrote so he finished it is what we're we're guessing because he has the pen set whatever and he is writing I think his experience of losing her and because she wanted to be part of the earth so like in his mind okay so now you know she's the tree and we're going to Zabalba but just as they're about to reach it she dies you know so I think that the tree is probably like a metaphor for the the procedure that could have happened to save her life mm -hmm. which I'm pretty proud of actually putting those two I was like now that I think about it, I'm like I'm pretty proud of that <laughs> um so so yeah no I I still I still think that it was just it was just Allegor novel. allegorical yeah. Mm -hmm. totally yeah okay what do you think I don't know I can't decide honestly but I I did want to say and I I don't want to sound insensitive and I understand that people may feel differently, but every time I see spiritual enlightenment portrayed in movies or media, I think that seems like the most boring thing ever. Like, Oh good. I'm so happy that I get to sit in the Lotus position and feel fulfilled by myself. I never feel the sun or the grass or talk to people or laugh. Uh, it, so I just, I well, hate, I, I really I, dislike portrayals of it in media because I, I think it just seems like the worst thing ever. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's like a side argument or whatever, but, um, it may be portrayed that way to you because I think that in reaching enlightenment is essentially like reaching nothingness. It's like the point where you're no longer burdened by your earthly pains or your desires it's just like you've just reached a point where like everything's just it's just even it's just there you're just part of it i mean in buddhism i'm saying specifically um you want to reach that point because you don't want to be reincarnated anymore because then you've reached essentially like I, they don't really have like they don't like have the christian version of heaven um for them their version of heaven and i'm using like quotes is essentially reaching nirvana to the point where you no longer are suffering you're no longer as i said burdened by your desires sure. you're just you're not being reincarnated i just i i just didn't i didn't care for the scenes in the bubble going through space oh i didn't either i thought those um, were super boring i thought it was weird that he kept eating pieces of the tree and yeah, it looked I, like it had hair so that was really gross that he would eat it well and it's like he's talking to the tree like it's isabel so why are you eating pieces of your wife yeah i don't i don't know i don't get it i i i think that's when like the scenes with him in the tree are when it it would get too um 
too out there for me in a way that I just couldn't reconcile because I think, I also think just like achieving this perfect peace and enlightenment seems so, it seems so lonely for him. Like I don't, it doesn't seem like he, I guess if it's just an allegory for healing, then that makes a lot more sense than if it's like supposed to be this like homage to it almost felt like an homage to 2001 a little bit with like the baby floating you know wait a space odyssey yeah like at the end when like oh, the I've never thing seen is that. floating it kind of felt like that a little bit and that kind of I just I don't know I if it's allegorical then I'm more accepting of it than if it's like they actually found the fountain of youth and she just happens to be unlucky that she's a tree but I think when you explained it just now, I think I agree with you that it's allegorical more than real. And that makes a little bit yeah. more sense. But I just, I, it is too much, it's too much about Tommy. And I don't really like the journey that he takes in that bubble floating through space. Right. But I don't either. I, I thought that I, I wouldn't have minded a short amount of it. Or a small amount of it, but because there's so much focus on it, I really didn't care about those parts. Yeah, it keeps and coming it, back to it over yeah, and over. and it was just, like, mostly about him, like, tattooing himself, and then you don't, re- like, do you even find out what the tattoos are about? Like, it's just... I think they're a way to measure time or something. Oh, uh, like, but it seems very weird because it's, like, some are thick lines and some are, like, zigzags and some yeah. are thin, so it's, <clears throat> it's not, like, Killmonger, who, like, you know, in in Mar in uh, Black Panther, oh, you know, geez. played by yeah Michael B. Jordan, who like marks himself and scars himself each time he kills someone. Like, you know, you know what I mean. It's not like that. So it's like, and it's just if you're measuring time, but you're <laughs> measuring it in all these different like intervals. Like, I don't, whatever. I mean, I may be overthinking that, but um, no, I I agree with you that the the bubble was, you know, I could have. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I didn't completely hate it. And I wouldn't have, again, minded just a small part of it, but there was just so much focus on it. Yeah, there was, it was too much. It was, it was just too much. I think it would have been a much more interesting story if it was like focused more on Izzy almost entirely. And Tommy was, yes, he was a big part of it. But it was more like I would have rather seen her journey through finding out that she had a tumor and then coming to terms with it and then being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to die and I'm a, I've accepted it now mm-hmm. because I think that could have been way more emotional. And having, and helping her husband come to terms with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And even, and I would not have minded at all if they included the conquistador part. So she was like, maybe like this story was maybe her way of coming to terms with her own death or her own upcoming you know death or whatever but I didn't think Tommy was an interesting enough character to spend that much time focusing on and Tomas as the conquistador I thought was a more interesting character and that's probably why I like those parts more but yeah for me the the most part I I just didn't really care about Tommy as a character. And the only parts I really did care about him was when he was being sweet to his wife, but that just didn't seem to happen as often. And if your wife is dying, why isn't that happening as often? You know? Well, yeah. And I think that's the crux because that's why I liked those scenes. Not because 
I think they're well done, but because I think that in real life we do, we do things like that, Yeah, you know? Okay. So I, I think that, that it's an interesting story to know that you have limited time left, but you still don't capitalize on it. I think that that is what fascinated me about the movie and it made me angry as well. Like it, it frustrated me, but it also fascinated me mm-hmm. because I think that it's, like you said earlier, like you get his motivation because he wants to save her, but he's not thinking clearly that like he's going to regret all this time that he wasted, you know? Yeah, or snapping at her when she wants to just go out for a walk. Yeah. Like that, that really bugged me because he's like, no, I have so much to do. I, they're waiting on me. And I was like, your wife's dying and she wants to go for a walk. Like, yeah. Who cares about work? Like I'm, especially since you find out the patient is a monkey. Yes, (laughs) not that monkeys aren't important, but it's not. You know, it's it's like the the gravity of the situation is so different when the patient isn't isn't a human. You know, yeah. I mean, not that you know monkeys don't deserve to live, but it's it's yeah, it's totally. I I completely you know. It's not quite a trolley problem if no. it's between like an animal <laughs> no. and a human. Yeah. Well, and also they were talking about euthanizing right. the monkey. So mm-hmm. it would have died anyway. So it's still, again, it, it, it also seemed, sorry, go ahead. No, I just, I'm just, I don't really have anything else to say other than I'm frustrated with that too, because it was, you know, there, there's so much like pressure in the beginning and you're like, oh my God, they're going to go into surgery and they're going to fix this guy's brain. And then you're like, what it's a fucking monkey <laughs> he blew like- up his wife for a monkey and he didn't even know like it felt like the surgery was a surprise because yeah he didn't say to her like she she was sitting at the door saying go for a walk with me and he's like no i've got too much to do he didn't say i'm about to do surgery he just said i have too much to do and then all of a sudden the guy walks out and is like oh he's prepped for surgery and it was like and so that's why you think it's a human because you're like, oh crap, this emergency situation came up and he has to. That's exactly what I thought. But this is a monkey. Yeah, I know. I'm... <laughs> For any monkeys listening, I'm really sorry that I don't value over his yeah, wife. Listen, I'm sorry but... about all the things I said. They're all true, <laughs> but I'm sorry about them. I know we're really popular in the we're really popular in the jungles of Asia, so. <laughs> <laughs> Those monkeys, uh, do you know why their hair is so big? It's because it's so full of secrets. (laughs) So I just, yeah, I just think that 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 was, it was weird. It was, it was weird the way he like blew her off when. Yeah, it was super. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. Uh Yeah. I know. Cause I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, it's emergency surgery. They have to go fix this guy's brain because something happened. That's really bad. Like it needs to be fixed right now. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that and you're, it's like, it's like going to someone and being like, Hey, can you get me Reese's pieces? And they come back with like, um, like M&M peanut butter. And you're like, okay, but I wanted Reese's pieces. <laughs> like it's fine, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I feel like M and M peanut butter are delicious. Oh, I think they are too. <laughs> but when you want Reese's Pieces, sure, yeah, you want Reese's Pieces, you don't want. Ever them. since M M&M and M peanut butter came onto the scene, though, I don't think I've ever wanted Reese's Pieces. Really? <laughs> I love Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, me too. Mm. It's like asking for Reese's peanut butter cups, but you get M M&M and M peanut butter. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You're disappointed. <laughs> so I there I wanted to talk about this the bathtub scene because um Oh yeah, me too. So I know that I made a big fuss about the water displacement for Man of Steel. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, it but, um, it was Batman versus Superman. Bat- oh yeah, Batman versus Superman. And I have to say, I have to say um you know what no yeah, yeah. i want to say <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because that scene when that scene happened i was like well at least that wasn't as awkward as batman versus superman i literally <laughs> said it out loud i actually think that that scene is very romantic and sexy I and i, I really enjoyed cute. it and this is coming from somebody who generally doesn't like that sort of thing because it's so um irresponsible and stupid like in the shape of water when she filled her whole oh bathroom with water i was so angry and in batman versus superman i was the too. scene is so terrible but in this scene i for some reason i was like they'll just mop the water up but it was very sexy like they had sex in the tub and it was like but what i really liked about it was that it, it was a very emotional scene because he realized that she couldn't feel like the hot water on her yeah, skin the hot and cold, so he realized yeah. that things were progressing and he's freaking out but then she like grabs him and pulls him in the water and she said i got you and it's so like sweet and sad well, and, and she's like holding him yeah and it's and... so pretty and and then they get it on and it's very romantic and i was not upset about the water splashing out because i thought that the scene was so well done and i think that that you're right it's like the awkwardness of batman versus superman is what well, made the water displacement so egregiously offensive to me. <laughs> but I also, think, there wasn't as much water in this scene coming off out I of the tub. Have, I have to say, I've not noticed the difference between how much water Henry Cavill displaces <laughs> versus how much Hugh Jackman displaces. I think they're approximately the same size, so it's probably like... Well, but one of them is made of steel. Oh, one of them. And one of them has adamantium throughout his body, so <laughs> that's, that's actually, maybe it's about the same. You know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um i um i think that i know why you like this better and i think the reason is because they have chemistry i think you're right yeah you're totally right because you know i mean we've talked about this a million times we talked about superman uh or henry cavill as superman a million times but amy adams and henry cavill just don't have chemistry and you know what as separate beings they're great well she's great he's fine um oh. he's fine he's Ooh. you know what he's really great as Geralta Riva from uh the witcher he was like hands down I think he was born to play that role because he's very good at doing just kind of like a stoic um like off-putting character and he's really good at it he's really good he's at really it. Like, good at being off-putting he's really well he's just very good at being very stoic and like kind of just like rude you know mm-hmm. not not rude but just very you know like off-putting yeah um and i remember watching that that show and being like oh my god i'm super impressed by henry cavill in this role like i mean i was like he was born to play this role like he was not born to play i mean he was he was i really liked him in um the man from uncle actually and fallout but i like I just, well, it I doesn't do like count him. it doesn't count if you just keep thinking of things you like him in. i know <laughs> i do this every time too every time i'm like well i didn't like him that but i did like him in like seven other things so <laughs> <laughs> 
that's not true because I've seen a lot of his stuff and I have to say that like probably 70% of it is pretty bad like the immortals I you've seen that movie I know you have oh yeah we saw it together no we didn't we didn't see it together no, that no. movie sucked with frida pinto it was horrible that's a terrible movie terrible. oh gosh <laughs> i so i actually bad. was doing just fine not knowing not remembering that i saw it and now you just it brought was it like up an aesthetically pleasing film but it was awful it was like, awful it was, awful well and like she <laughs> like this really bugged me because she could like see into the future but if she lost her virginity she lost that power and i was like so a man's dick can just fucking well, it's like the archaic thing like uh, like a woman's virginity is like this you know crazy yeah, thing like so patriarchal the vestal virgins and all that you know it's like so women creepy. are special if they're virgins but if they're not virgins they're not special anymore it's stupid and it's it's very yeah you're putting a lot of worth based on what goes into a woman's vagina that's pretty <laughs> fucked up like <laughs> it's like we're built like we're animals and we're made to reproduce so there can't be special powers associated with not having sex because we're created like we're sexual about, beings like, humankind yeah we're yeah. sexual beings like we yeah. would die out there's no like there's no secret power you have if you don't lose your virginity it's, it's, it's stupid it's so yeah. dumb yeah I, I like and so she like had sex with him because he was like all wounded and yeah shit. <laughs> she was like i'm on top i'll just do all the work <laughs> and like he's like that's cool I'm I'm curious as to why. Well, okay, so maybe I missed this, but when the conquistador found the tree and he like drank the sap from it, you know, which I was like, I was like, why? Why does it have to be white? It just looks gross. It bumped me out. It was like I thought the same thing because I was like, they like the people making the movie had to like think about that when they were watching the scene and i believe it they probably wanted to look wanted it to look like milk is my guess right, right. but I didn't even i didn't even think of that but you but yeah. i think that's that's it but i as i was watching it i was like the even like like making a joke about it would be too obvious because it's so white and I don't know why they didn't make it like clear, like sap is clear. Why'd yeah. they make it yeah. white? Yeah, I, I, it just, it reminded me of um, the blood, and I've said this before, the blood of the Strigoi in the strain, because their blood is white. And so every time like a Strigoi would get hurt or would bleed, I'd be like, oh my God, it looks like semen. <laughs> it's just like, it would really bum me out. Like it, it was really gross. And also there were like worms in it too. So it was like extra disgusting because that's how it was just, like, that's how the virus would pass, you know? Um, but <laughs> it didn't gross me out because in my head, I thought it, it was like supposed to be like milk. Right. So it didn't seem gross to me. It just seemed like a very odd style choice because of other things, semen being <laughs> the main thing that are white. <laughs> So that's why I was like, that's a really weird style choice because it's the association is so strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it just, I was just like bummed Maybe, out by it's it. It's possible. This might be gross. 
I'm saying it anyway. It's possible they wanted it to look like semen because oh. the seeds of life. Oh, maybe. I guess it's possible, but I don't know. Does Hugh Jackman, a serious actor, want to be like seen like guzzling? <laughs> I can't even. You don't even have to say it. Remember earlier when I said a joke would be too cheap, and now I've <laughs> gone ahead and made one, but. I think it's supposed to. I think it was supposed to look like milk, but I guess that I wouldn't. Makes a lot more I wouldn't sense. put it past them to be like, no, we have to make it look like the essence of life. <laughs> the essence of life. <laughs> put some sperm in there, and we'll really look real. <laughs> That's how they all talk. Oh, That's Hollywood man. for you. Yeah. So I milk is what I went with, but I. I'll let you finish. <laughs> you also had the same thoughts I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the part where he rubs the sap on his his wound and then it heals him and then he like sprouts the flowers, it reminded me of the movie Apostle. It's with Dan Stevens and Michael Sheen, and um, it's a really, really gory, very like it's a very it's a pretty gross movie. I wouldn't I would I would be very hesitant to recommend it to a lot of people. I would say like like Shadow. You might like this movie, <laughs> but you're pretty much the only person that I would recommend this to. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. <laughs> um, but at the end, um, his body essentially like rejoins the earth. Like he's like alive when it happens, and it looks it looked very similar to that. Um, not it wasn't the one in the fountain was more disturbing. The one in in the an apostle was it was like it was disturbing but it was like it wasn't like with all the other shit that was super disturbing in that film you were kind of like well this is not this isn't that bad <laughs> you know what i mean you're like yeah. yeah comparatively i'm okay um but um it was just very like startling you know and then all of a sudden it like started coming out of his mouth and like all over his body and so I'm wondering, my question to you, and maybe I missed this, did Izzy write that or was that him that wrote that? I thought, because I agreed with you earlier when you said you thought the book ended when he was at the top of the pyramid and he found the tree, but I assumed that the, like him walking to the tree and discovering the sap and drinking it, like gulping it down seemed like something he would write okay uh that's a good question though yeah i don't think they get into it no it's very interesting if he is the one that wrote that because it is disturbing that it happened so quickly and also it's like like is it a metaphor for the earth also welcoming izzy's body you know or is is or is it just or is it like more of like a i want to join her no, you know? I uh, I actually, now that we're talking about it, I definitely think he wrote it because in my mind, that scene was so greedy. Like he got a oh, couple yeah. drops and he saw what it could do. And then he like stabbed the knife into the tree further and he was just like drinking as much as he could of the sap. And so that seemed like it was his desire to keep her alive and like, right. oh, I finally found the miracle cure. We can live forever. We're going to be alive and then it turned on him and living forever didn't look like he thought it would look. He turned into the earth. Right. So that actually seems more like he wrote it because it, it was more greedy than like, oh, we're back to the, we're going back to the earth. It was more like 
no, give me this, give me this. I need it. I need it. I need it now. You know? Well, and it also seemed, it also seemed like no matter what he did, he couldn't save her. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and he ends up, you know, his, his (laughs) comrades, I guess, his co-workers, his co-patriots, co-conquistadors. Thank you. (laughs) His co-conquistadors. No, wait, con- so it's conquistador. I was trying to do like a conquistador. I don't know. I messed it up. It's not good. It's it's. I tried. I tried so hard. There was an attempt. There was an attempt. I tried, and therefore no one should judge me. <laughs> I. It seemed. Yeah. Like he. Like all his. You know his fellow conquistadors. His his comrades. Um, had all died or had all been killed. Um, by the way, Cliff Curtis is in this movie. He plays one of the conquistadors. Um, I was really excited that I found out that he was in this movie because just I've just seen random stuff with him in it over the years, and everything I've seen him in, I'm always like, oh man, I love this guy. You know what I mean? And he had a giant part in this movie. <laughs> he had a, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And Sean Patrick Thomas has not been in like anything. The last thing I remember seeing him in was um save the last dance jeez yeah Yeah. you're right i knew i knew him from something but i couldn't place it but you're right he was in save the last dance and he was in he was in a movie called oh it was with julia styles i believe oh yeah like a modern day othello Yeah. yeah and i never i don't remember really anything about it it's been a very long time but I remember that being like kind of like the hot piece at the time because that's when Josh Hartnett was like really like the big heartthrob, you know? Yeah. I still love Josh Hartnett. Whatever. <laughs> I still like him. But I've also actually been following his career pretty much. <laughs> Did you ever see that horrible movie, Wicker Park? Oh, yeah. Like the, the whole thing didn't I don't need to exist. Much of it, but... His girlfriend. So he can't, his girlfriend like disappears and he spends most of the movie looking for her and he just like can't find and that's her. That's a Diane Kruger character. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> so I think Rose Byrne and Diane Kruger. Yeah. Are in it, yeah. So Rose, yeah, you're right. So Rose Byrne like tries to become his girlfriend while he's looking for his missing girlfriend. And then you Isn't find she, out like, a really obsessive or something. She's with obsessed him? with him. But then you find out at the end of the movie, and I could be remembering this wrong, but it's pretty accurate in terms of like what happens and the stakes being not very high. So if I'm remembering it slightly inaccurately, the stakes are still the same. So at the end of the movie, he finds out that she like got a position in a dance troupe across the country or across the ocean or something. And so that's where she was the whole time. So the whole time you think so you something happened, she could, like, why like, didn't she, and I think what, I think she either left a note for Roseburn to give him or left a message on like an answering machine and Roseburn like deleted it. And I was like, so you only call him once? You only contacted him once and then that was well, it. Well, and that also, that's the shitty way you break up with your boyfriend. Well, I don't like, even know if she was breaking up with him or if she was, I don't remember if she was like breaking up with him or if she was just like, listen, I got this new job and I'm going there. And I was thinking like, that's it? That's like the whole movie? He's he's bending over backwards, almost killing himself because he doesn't know what happened to you. And then the, it's just, you got a new job. And it was such a horrible ending. That's terrible. That I, like the movie wasn't that great to begin with, but then the ending was just really the icing on the cake of being it being awful. That's uh, 
<laughs> it's like where you're just like throw your hands up in the air and you're like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking away from this. No, this is my apartment. You walk away from here. <laughs> Wicker Park. <laughs> so then I guess that he just ended up writing the part where he's traveling to Jabalba in the bubble. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, uh, when she was looking at Shabalba through her telescope, the telescope was way too small to show that color and detail. So, well, and also, <laughs> it was like right in the middle. Like, and this is just like my own stickler thing, but it was right in the middle of the Orion. Um, yeah, I noticed that. And, and uh, what the hell is that? What? The constellation Orion. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I could think of the word constellation. <laughs> Um, it was right in the middle of the, um, Orion constellation. And I was like, okay, there is no star there. <laughs> so I was like being all like, um, or nebula. I'm like, as far as I know, there's no nebula. <laughs> I don't actually know. I didn't look up to see if there was a nebula there or not. I don't know. I mean, I didn't either, but, and it's, it certainly could be true because <laughs> first of all, these, these stars regardless of them looking like a constellation on our planet they are billions of miles apart you know oh yeah so, sure like, yeah so it's they may look close to us i mean like they're billions of miles apart from each other right is what i'm saying yeah so it's our unique perspective that puts them in any sort exactly, of shape yeah. yeah well in our as humans we you know like to put shapes to things that don't have shapes because we're just like that and i find that fascinating actually that we kind of do that. I think we're, I think we're a very interesting species, you know. Yeah. Um, I almost started quoting that Carl Sagan quote from Contact. Oh, I really love that movie. <laughs> it was a great movie. It is a great movie. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. I just love Jodie Foster. Yeah. She reminds me of Holly Hunter. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I mm -hmm. was, as I was watching The Incredibles, I was like, it's not just the voice; it's like the vibe. She's got like. A Holly, like, like I would say more like Holly Hunter has a Jodie Foster vibe. Yeah, because Jodie Foster is more famous. I think mm -hmm. she's been a lot around probably longer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would you recommend the movie? Um, I think I, I think I would. I think I would do kind of like a tentative recommendation. Um, I think if you like, if if you're a fan of Aronofsky, you should totally watch this movie. You know. Um, it's very, it's a very Aronofsky film. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, and I think it's a aesthetically beautiful film. I don't think it's bad. I think it's, it's got, it's, it's decent. It's a decent film. I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest, but it's enjoyable. You know, it's, it's, it's something that you might like casually watch and enjoy. So yeah, I think I would. What about you? Yeah, I'm not, I go back and forth. Like, I think in terms of recommending it, I guess a very specific request, like give me a movie that has more style than substance, slightly allegorical with a couple scenes that will resonate with you, but not a lot of scenes that will resonate yeah, with you. You know, like yeah, that's, and yeah. I don't mean any of that as in, in any sort of negative way. It's just, it's a very specific movie and I don't know if I would recommend it to a lot of people, but yeah. I could see recommending it to somebody sometime because I didn't think it was awful. I think it took itself too seriously and it has some parts that were like over the top, but 
I don't think it's all, you can't throw the whole thing out, you know? So I I guess I would to like a specific, very specific request. I would, I would, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Recommend (laughs) it. Jeez. I would recommend it. Yeah. In that regard. I think again, it's a very, it's a very Aronofsky film. You know, if you like him, great. If you, have watched his other stuff. Awesome. I would say I'm kind of on the fence about him because Requiem for a Dream flipped me out when I was a teenager and I refused to watch it. Uh, anyway, so you can follow us on Instagram, Watchers of Movies, at Facebook, Watchers of Movies. If you like our stuff and you want us to review a movie that you are a fan of or whatever, um, you know, you can send us a message on our email account that's watches and movies at gmail.com or if you want us to do your stuff right away you can write us a review on itunes give us five stars or you can just write the name of the, the thing on there and we'll do it and it'll be really fun or not <laughs> whatever depending on if we like it or not no I'm kidding it'll be great and yeah and then and uh we also have another instagram called uh the watchers who find things and and also thank you so much to mike for our theme music yes same as mike myers you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike yes thanks mike and thank and, you to shadow oh and shadow thank you so much to yeah work on this uh it was nice rewatching this movie because i've seen this once and i didn't remember much of it so it was kind of cool to be able to see it again so uh but you know, if you like our stuff, if you're interested in us, subscribe. That's all we got to say. Follow us, subscribe. If you follow us on, on Instagram and Facebook, we are constantly updating what we're doing next. So you're going to be on top of things before a new episode comes out. And, you know, and if you like our stuff, follow us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever. We are, we're everywhere. We're everywhere. We are like omniscient, except we don't know anything. So we're not. <laughs> We're omnipresent. That's the word that I meant. (laughs) And yeah, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.